So here's the big question. How do you heal your eczema for good? How do you get to the point where you're comfortable in your own skin and aren't embarrassed to show it off? How do you stop using creams and medications that only work for a short while and find a long-term solution? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jocelyn Diaz and welcome to the Eczema Free Journey Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Eczema Free Journey Podcast. How are you today? Um, Just a quick little update on my eczema journey. My Lucas, my son, he's three years old, his eczema is practically gone on his arms. His little elbows had eczema just really bad, really red and flared up. And guys, it's practically gone. If you go on my Instagram at the Eczema Healing Mom, you'll see what I mean. I am so happy for him. On the back of his legs, on his uh, like the back of his knees, he has he still has some, but that there was really bad and he was like scratching. So this was taking a little longer to heal. But even that being said, it's a million times better. Like just seeing his little skin healing. And this is after we went outside and it was really hot. When if you if you've never noticed when you go outside and you have eczema, your eczema tends to get a little red or flared up or itchy and sure enough it would for him. But yesterday we went out, we went to the park, he ran around. When he came back, it was still really, really good. Like I'm so excited for him. And we we started to introduce um apple back into his diet. Because we were doing the eczema diet and apple was, uh, for the first few weeks till your eczema started clearing up, it's only pear, papaya, and bananas. So that's what we've been eating. But since we saw his eczema was so good, we're like, okay, let's add apple back in since he loves it so much. And I went to Whole Foods yesterday. I made sure to get him his apples. And I think... Yesterday alone, between him and Leah, they ate like four apples. <laughs> and that was like within like a five hour, you know, time, uh, time like gap. And um, he was just so excited to see, to eat the apple, eat, um, to see the apple and eat the apple. And we just made sure to, to look at his eczema to see if he was getting a reaction. And luckily, he has not. So the plan with that is to just introduce it for three days like not to introduce a new food for three days to make sure that apple is not affecting him because if I start introducing other new things then I'm not gonna know I'm not gonna know what caused a flare-up if he gets a flare-up if that makes sense so I'm only gonna leave this new food for three days sorry guys I'm trying to explain this so just to clarify, for three day, for the next three days, I'm not going to introduce any new foods that he hasn't already been eating because I want to make sure the apple does not cause, cause him any eczema. Simple. I should have just said that from the beginning. Um, so that's really exciting. As far as my eczema, I am, let's say, 50% through a flare-up. So my hand is really, really dry. Yesterday or two days ago was extremely itchy. Yesterday it was like full of little water bubbles, as I called it. Um, and it's, it's 
It's not as uncomfortable as yesterday, but it's still pretty uncomfortable. I can't straighten out my hand completely. Uh, doesn't mean I'm giving up or anything. I'm just going through a flare-up now. I'll figure out what I ate, which actually I learned garlic and garlic and Brussels sprouts. Um, these two things I'm eliminating from our diet because... I get a reaction and Lucas gets a reaction whenever we eat anything with those two things. So, I I learned that. And I ate something the, two days ago, right before this flare-up, that had garlic. And and I, just, uh, and I just automatically started getting itchy. So, this is the awesome thing about going on this eczema diet is that you can actually see what's causing you some harm. Because you're eliminating a bunch of things. Right? So... Now that there's a little update on me and my family and how our eczema journey is going, uh, let's get into the actual episode for you guys, right? So today I wanted to go over the three steps you need to take to start healing your eczema. So sometimes when we see a huge goal, we get paralyzed, right? Analysis paralysis. We start to see all of the things that we need to do. We start to, you know, just stack one thing on the other and the other and the other. And we see this huge pile of things we need to do and we don't know where to start. I've done this. It's horrendous. I do this all the time. I actually did it this morning for something completely different, not eczema related. But something that that was new to me that I didn't know where to start. And I just saw myself jumping from one thing to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. And I ended up not accomplishing anything because I was overwhelmed. Analysis paralysis. I analyzed it way too much. I was paralyzed not knowing what steps to take. So I ended up doing nothing. And that's horrible. I need to gain some clarity. Some clarity. And, and you know, focus on one thing at a time. So I am here today to help you focus on the first three steps you need to take to start healing your eczema. We're going to keep it simple so that you can just start taking action. Okay, so if you haven't started... This is going to be a great episode for you if you have started and you might need a little bit more clarity or you want to just kind of learn some more, listen on in because I'm about to get started. (laughs) All right, so step number one is to make a decision and a commitment to yourself. Now, this one might seem obvious, but... We often make a decision halfway, right? You want to you wanna start eating better, but you keep all this junk food in your house. You made a decision halfway, right? If you make a commitment to yourself and you cheat, you're just hurting yourself, right? So... The other, well, better yet, a few months ago before COVID, or like right when COVID was starting here in the U.S., um, I had made a decision to start working out and not working out like I had in the past because in the past, I'd work out and I'd stop and I'd work out for like two days and I'd stop and I was like, I was like man, like why, why am I not, you know, I'm eating good. And I'm, I'm moving. Why am I not seeing more results? And don't get me wrong. I wasn't trying to become, you know, like a, a weightlifter. Or it's not, it was like I had Leah, right? Leah, she's a year old. So I simply wanted to get in better shape. 
just so you can have an idea. I was one year postpartum. I wanted to get in better shape. And that's, that's pretty much where I was at. Um, so it was right right before COVID. John and I, we, we kind of dived into a course. And it was a Tony Robbins course. And he was just, you know, telling us how you need to strengthen your mind, your body. And, and it kind of just clicked that if I don't start strengthening my mind and my body, I'm not going to be growing as much as I want to. So I made a decision that I was going to start working out consistently, as in every day. Um, I, I, I didn't really have an angle, so I, I just said I'm, I'm going to start working out consistently, every, as in every single day. And I made a commitment to myself. I told myself, this time is going to be different from the other times. This time I'm going to, to like really just dig my heels in and, and really start working out. Not only for myself, but I also wanted to be an, uh, a role model for my kids. I want them to see how moving is beneficial, how you get stronger, how it can be fun, how you feel good. So I had several reasons why I wanted to do it. And I, I started out just kind of, John, remember he has a lot of experience in the fitness industry. So we started out doing um, dance parties in the house or started out as dance parties with the kids and then we, we would start working out. So I remember the first time we put um, J Balvin music, his new album Colores at the time, and we just started dancing. It was Lucas, me, Leah, and John dancing in the living room. And I'd do some, John would help me, you know, he'd tell me, okay, do these workouts. Uh, And we have like a TRX, we have a few things at home. So he'd tell me, okay, do this, this, and this workout. And I'm doing the workouts, and Lucas would come around, and and if I was doing like a push-up, he'd get on under me or on top of me, which was even worse. Cause be like, Lucas, get off! I can't do a push-up, let alone with you on top of me. So there was that. If I was doing a sit-up, Leo would get on my chest. Um, so needless to say, it was an experience. And as we uh, as we went on, we adapted and we learned better ways to do it. So, but that first time. You know, the first few times it was fun because it was new for everyone. We were all working out together. Um, as we went on, Leah, every time we would come to work out, Leah only wanted to be carried. So the music would come on and she, I'd look down and she'd be reaching up for me. And, you know, if I didn't grab her, she'd whine or cry. So the workouts did become to get, did come, did get a little more difficult to do, but we adjusted, Right. We we made sure that maybe at that time we gave them their TV so that John and I could work out and like things worked out. But what I want you to what I what I want to let you guys know is during this commitment that I made, I worked out every single day for three months, whether I liked it or not. And I started to get excited. I we borrowed some um, a barbell with some weights from. My sister-in-law, um, we got, we had like a yoga mat that we started to use again. We had like a roller. And I was super excited to try all these things out. And I remember, one, I was so sore. Like, more than I've ever been on a consistent basis. Every part that I would work out would be sore the next day. And I know I might have overdone it, but at the same time, I... Uh, 
that's just kind of how I measured if I worked out well or not. So for me, I was doing a great job. And for the first time, I actually started to see results. Like, I was, I, I, not only was I feeling the muscles, but my confidence was, was growing. I was starting to wear clothes that I hadn't worn in a long time. I actually was looking at myself in the mirror looking for the muscle. You know, kind of one of those things where you work out for 30 minutes and you go look in the mirror to see if you got abs. But this time, I was actually seeing the muscles. I was looking at my triceps like, hey, I have a muscle there. Or, you know, my uh, my calves. I remember I worked out my calves once and the next day I could barely walk straight. And uh, But you better believe a few days later when I felt my calves again, I looked at them and I was like, ooh, my calves are back. And, you know, I was just... I, I I had made such an improvement in my body because I dove in and I really did it. I didn't dabble. And that's that's why you need to make a decision and commit to yourself. No more dabbling. You want to do this eczema journey. You want to heal your eczema. Then make the decision and get rid of anything that, that is going to stop you. You have junk food, things you know you shouldn't eat at your home. Get them out of there. Do you have... You know, maybe, do you have certain chem? Do you know that when you clean, your hands get irritated? Either get new chemicals that aren't bad. Get gloves so that your skin does not touch the chemicals. Or, you know, start start making that decision and getting rid of the things that aren't going to help you. Make a decision and commit to yourself. Okay? If you, if you cheat on yourself, you're hurting yourself. It's as simple as that. And don't get me wrong, I've done it. I've made a decision and I've broken it and, and I get nowhere. I hurt myself and then I got to start from the beginning again. So let's skip, let's skip the whole starting from the beginning again. <laughs> and let's just get it done the first time. All right, okay. So that was step one. Step two is to find a journey that you believe in. And start following it. So start modeling someone that you trust. That you believe in. That you think you can do. That you want their results. Right? So like I'm getting um, most of the stuff that I'm doing right now. If you've listened to my past podcast. is Karen Fisher. Karen Fisher's things. She has books. Um, she has uh, online resources. I'm using her supplements, her cream. So I found her online and through reading her books and looking at her blog and just just learning about her, she became someone I trusted. So I've started to follow the things that she says. And I'm modeling the things she says because it worked for her. Right? So... Those, the importance of finding someone is that you know what to do. You're not guessing. You're not just, you know, making making decisions blindly. You know what what steps you need to take. And I just realized I actually combined step two and step three because step three is to model what they're doing. So to clarify, step two is find a journey that you believe in and start following it. And step three is to model what they're doing. So Tony Robbins likes to say success leaves clues. And I strongly understand that and believe that. So if you see someone and they have what you want, 
guaranteed they've left clues. They, they have done things that you could follow and model so that you can get the same results. And that's what I'm telling you to do. Find someone. doesn't have to be me. Find someone who, I mean, if it is me, by all means, thank you. I appreciate it. Keep following. I'm going to stay. I'm going to keep showing up for you guys. Find someone that you want to be like, that you've seen success in, that you trust, and do what they're doing. It's that simple. So just to recap, step one, make a decision and a commitment to yourself. Step two, find the journey you believe in and start following it and learning. And step three is to model what they're doing. That person, that journey, model it and take the massive action. All right. So this episode was simply just these are the, focus on these two things to start healing your eczema. These are the three steps. Write them down. And number one, check it off. Do it and check it off. Number two, do it and check it off. Number three, do it and check it off. None of this matters if you don't take action. None of this matters if you don't do the things you say you're going to do. So I urge you to do that. Make this the time where you actually follow through. It's not easy, but it's worth it. All right? It's hard for me too. Remember, it is hard as hell to do this. And I'm, I don't usually curse. But just so you guys can understand that no one said this was going to be easy. All right? You can do it. I can do it. It's going to be hard, but we're going to get back up. We can get knocked down, but we're not going to get knocked out. Right? Just keep getting up. Every time you get knocked down, keep getting up. Don't quit. So, guys, that's it for today. Take action. Take these three, do these three steps and start healing your eczema guys i hope you enjoyed if you did please leave me a review down below don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and that's it for today guys i will see you on tomorrow's podcast